Hi, and welcome back to Her Restored Spirit podcast. Uh, my name is Tammy, and I'm your host. And before we jump into our episode today, I just wanted to say a big thank you. Um, we are sitting with over 650 downloads in just over three weeks, which is pretty awesome. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for, um, again, for going on this journey with me and um, and encouraging me. And I also love the fact that you guys are getting something out of this. I love when you guys send me little messages. Um, I think it's funny when you send me my own quotes, uh, but it I'm just so thankful that this is, um, it's something that you enjoy. And um, yeah, I'm gonna continue to do it. So let's, so I just wanted to take a moment and read three of my reviews that I got. Um, and just wanna say thank you to the people who took the time to um, not only to rate, but also to leave me a written review. It means so much. And that's also how people are able to find the podcast. Here's, here's one from Jojo. So encouraging. Tammy is so insightful. And as I was listening to episode one, I had this thought over and over. Pain is pain and she has felt it and understands. And she has come out of the other side victorious. Her story and her faith inspires me to find my strength in him and through him. I know he has always been there, even when it's hard to feel his presence, or even when I feel like no one cares about my pain. It's only divorce, right? No one died, just a dream. My dream died, and pain is pain. She gets it and has such a strong desire to show others that they are not alone. Please listen. She has something important to say, and you need to hear it. Thank you so much, Jojo. I really appreciate those kind words. Here's one from Andy0319. It is well with my soul. Listening to Tammy is like having coffee with an old friend. It's when it's over, you realize it's just what your soul needed. I look forward to tuning in again. Thank you so much, Andy. And for the last one that I'll read today is Real Life to Real Hope, 2911 He Lives. Practical, everyday help for real life issues. Each episode will point you in the right direction towards a deeper faith and greater hope. Tammy's fearless approach to life hurts Life's hurts inspires confidence in ourselves to take the next step. I really am so thankful that you guys are on this journey with me. And thank you for taking the time to write these messages and um, reaching out and letting me know what you're enjoying, what you're getting out of the podcast. It helps me to know like what I should focus on um, and just how to, how to help um, I just want this podcast to really speak to you in your heart and let you know that you're not alone. And so with that, um, let's get started. Hi friend. I am so excited that you're here to check out her restored spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. 
I was talking to a friend about um, the month of February's uh, podcast episodes, and she's like, well, why don't you do a theme like love? And at first I was like, oh, how cliche, like love in February, that's never done. Um, But then I started to look at what the four episodes that I had planned for February and what they entailed. And I realized that it's more of like how to love yourself well and take care of your people, like taking care of yourself, loving yourself and taking care of your people well. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I guess that's true. I did make a theme for love this month. And um, today's episode is called how to make yourself a priority when you don't want to no time, no energy, and don't care to take care of you. The word self-care is thrown around so much. It's almost to the point where as a mom, you're like, oh, are you practicing self-care? And you're like, yeah, because I don't have time to do that. Um, Or sure, you know, when I get around to it, a lot of times it gives us the feeling of guilt or shame. And really, I just want you to know that you don't have to have big plans to have self-care, but self-care is so important. And so I just want you to take a moment and to consider some of the things that I'm about to say and just think back to, to decide, like, does this, do I have any of these feelings or does any of this apply to me? Are you restless at night or do you sleep all night, but realize that you don't have quality sleep? Is your eating getting a little out of control, whether it's too much or too little? Body image, Do you shame yourself or do you just not take care of your body? Have you noticed a self-esteem decrease? Um, Do you always feel behind, like you're not good enough, not doing enough, that you're not doing the right things? Do you feel like your immune system has decreased lately? Are you more susceptible to getting sick? Are you feeling fatigued? Like even in the morning, you just don't feel rested. Have you noticed a weight gain? Uh, because of your hormone levels or your eating habits? How have your relationships been? Have they been stressed? Um, Have you spent time talking with a friend? Are your kids setting you off a lot quicker than usual? Do you have a feeling that there's nothing your fault, that the the world is completely against you, and no matter what you do, it's, you can't help what's happening to you. Has your personal hygiene suffered? Like how long has it been since you've showered? Uh, Mental fog. Do you just feel like your brain is kind of foggy? Small things set you off. Little things that you maybe not like earth shattering, but they still like make you have a temper or cause you to have a temper. Do you turn to addictive substances? You know, coffee, cigarettes, vaping, high sugar foods, energy drinks, alcohol. Do you look for that drink at the end of the day or that big bowl of ice cream with extra toppings? Have you felt uninspired, overwhelmed, resentment? Have you felt an overwhelm of fear, um, irritability, or boredom and depression? These are some of the risk factors that happen as a mom. We have so many responsibilities. We have so many cares. Um, We have so many plates or hats or whatever you want to call that we're juggling daily. And if we are not careful, not only do one or two of the plates fall, but if we don't take care of ourselves, everything falls, everything suffers. Um, As the caretaker in the house, you know, we set the energy level, we set the tone, and if something falls, we have to clean it up. And so I've realized that um, moms can experience some of the same burnout factors that um, professional healthcare workers or professional therapists can experience. 
um, compassion fatigue. Just sometimes you get to the point where you're tired of caring about one more boo-boo or one more hurt feeling at school or just one more thing that you have to take care of. Just you are over and over and over taking care of other people and you leave the scraps for yourself. A second characteristic is secondary trauma. So this is a stress resulting from helping or wanting to help traumatize or suffering people. A lot of times when we go through hard things, our family members do as well. A loss of a loved one, a divorce, and um, you know all of these things, we're not only caring for ourselves, but we're caring for others through our grief. We're caring for our grieving children. Um, whether it's a divorce or a death, there is still a loss there and the children are grieving the life that they, um, that they knew. And so this, the trauma of managing and caring and trying to understand all the things that are going on at that moment, um, really take a toll on your health. And if you don't take, if you don't recognize it, then you're unaware. And the last is burnout. Again, like taking like the compassion fatigue, just caring for other people and um, putting others before ourselves, we get tired, we get burnt out. And if we're not intentional about our time, then it gets to the point where we actually are not useful to ourselves or others. And we have to make ourselves heal. We have to take time. It's, a lot of times this ends up in us being sick, whether we're more susceptible to the flu or a cold, or we just get so tired that we are depressed and can't do anything. Does any of this resonate with you? Do you have that overwhelming feeling of guilt or anxiety? Well, this is all signs that you have got to start taking care of yourself, even if you don't want to. Even if it's hard, even if you have no energy, you have no time, you have um, no desire to even take care of yourself. But my friend, you have to. You have no choice because if you don't take care of you, your body is going to start breaking down. And if you if your body breaks down, then you're not going to be good to anyone. You're not going to be able to even take care of your family, get them to school, um, feed them or clothe them. And, and when you get to this point where you're so overwhelmed, so overburdened, you may have gotten to the point where you're just sad. You're, you're feeling depressed and down. And you don't have the energy to do anything. Well, my friend, we have to stop ourselves from getting to this point. And as cliche as it sounds, self-care really is the answer. So what truly is self-care? Because I know when I think of it, I think of going to the spa or going out on a girl's night, um, going out on a date, going and doing something fun, like adulting something fun right? Well, in this day and age, you know, it's not so easy to do that. Um, a lot of us don't have babysitters. We can't go out. Things are closed down. Um, maybe we don't have the, the finances to be able to go to the spa. And, but that's okay because that's only one aspect of self-care. Really, self-care is about the relationship with yourself. It's about understanding your needs in the moment and anticipating what your needs are going to be in the future. You don't need extravagant plans. You don't need extravagant budget or, or even any extra equipment or special um, specialty things. Um, a lot of times you can just take a breath. To be honest, um, I haven't really recovered from the holidays. 
As a single parent, or even more specifically, a sole parent, it's really stressful during the holidays. Um, the All the magic that happens um, falls on your shoulders, falls on my shoulders, and it's exhausting. As much as you want rest and relaxation during the holidays, um, it's really not even possible. Um, I, I had some I had a few days planned where I was just going to hang out with the kids and have fun. Um, but life got in the way and plans had to change. And the few days that I was looking forward to just resting and just being for a little while, none of the extra holiday magic, none of the extra holiday to-do lists, but just, you know, watching movies and hanging out, gone in an instant. Life happens and responsibilities creep up and you do what you got to do. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy the holidays. I absolutely love the holidays with my kids, and I definitely take time to um, to enjoy it here and there. But let's face it, like we're up late wrapping gifts and um, making sure that everything is perfect, the, that there's a special breakfast, that you, know, you do all the extra work, so hopefully the next day you get to enjoy it and, and enjoy the company. And um, on top of that, a lot of times when you are a single parent, um, and in my case as well, is uh, I, I had to work. I was able to take a couple days off, but even with the couple days off, I had, you know, I run my own business. And if I'm going to be successful, then I have to make sure that all the background and the, the foundational stuff is done. And I know that in a lot of cases, you're not able to take time off work. And during the holidays, you may get time and a half. And so that's a blessing to your family, which you do because you know it's it's what's good for your family. And so you again, you put your family first, you put your friends first, and you just get tired. I again, like I have I feel like I've been running since the end of last year. Uh, January is over. We're into February now. And I'm like, what? We're one twelfth of the year done, and I feel like I'm behind, which, as I mentioned earlier, is a sign that I haven't been taking care of myself. And um, you know, I look at my responsibilities, and I just get overwhelmed. Again, it's a sign that I haven't been taking care of myself. So, what? Why is it important to really take care of ourselves? Is this, you know, just the taking the time to go to the spa? Yeah, yeah. Like, of course, that feels great, but that's not. That's not applicable. That's not, that's not even possible right now. So what does self-care mean? What does taking care of the relationship between yourself and your body really mean? I just want you to know that if you do not take the time to take care of yourself, take care of your body, take care of your heart, then you won't be able to function at, at your highest level. You're going to be irritable. You're going to be stressed and your family's going to feel it. There's a book called The Body Keeps Score that if you haven't read it, and if you've been through trauma, um, reading this book really does um, give you some insight to why your why and how your body starts to reacting to your emotional the emotional stuff. Um, I won't go into the book right now, um, and I know in another episode um, I'll definitely share more about how your body manifests things from your emotional health um, because it's. Because again, it all goes back to your brain, which is the CPU of your body. And I feel like by now, you're probably like, okay, Tammy, I get it. I need self-care. Um, just yada, yada. What? But I don't have time. I don't know how. I'm just, I'm busy. Well, I actually have 13 
not steps, but 13 ideas for you um, that self-care ideas that you can do when you have no time, no money, um, you're stressed. Um, But before I go into those, I just want to share with you a few benefits that you get from practicing self-care. So when you take time to intentionally have a relationship with yourself, anticipate your needs, whether it's mental, physical, or emotional, your stress is reduced. You can complete daily tasks easier. Your happiness is boosted. Um, It prevents you from giving up. Your just desire to complete tasks and keep going is um, increased. It helps you maintain your focus, helps you perform at your best fundamentally. It increases resiliency, better sleep, better body function, um, increased and better sex life. Overall well-being is better. Your self-confidence and your self-esteem, and you're more aware of your personal needs, and you're able to anticipate them ahead of time, which helps keep you away from burnout and compassion fatigue and secondary trauma and helps you sleep better and increases your immune system so you're not you don't get sick and so you're able to take care of your family while you're at optimum health. And if you're still not convinced that self-care is so important, um, it's also biblical. And at the end of this episode, I have a list of um, Bible verses that um, reinforce the fact that we have to take care of ourselves. Um, You know, things that we value, we take care of. So if we value our life, then we need to also take care of our body and our mind and our soul so we can really do the things that we're called to do. So we have the energy, so we have the time. Um, Self-care really is not a burden and shouldn't be the last thing we do. It should be one of the first things we do. And so um, I just hope that you, you, you see how important it is. So hopefully now at this point, you're like, okay, I really do want to start implementing just something, taking care of myself um, slowly. Again, it's a process. Nothing that I will teach you on this podcast is a quick fix or a magic pill or a one and done kind of thing. Like you have to take baby steps and um, which I'll go into more next week as well. Um, but, But for right now, I want you to listen to these 13 ideas that I have. And as you're listening, just pick one or two or more that you can start implementing in your life and take the baby steps and and realize that you're worth the process. Um, that's one thing that I didn't really, I haven't really touched on yet. And I just want you to know that it's not just so you can take care of others. You really, the most important relationship you have is with yourself. And, and if you're wondering how your relationship with yourself is, ask yourself the questions of, The things that I say to myself, would I say to my best friend? And if you wouldn't, then why are you going to say them to yourself? That is something that I, as an Enneagram one, um, my inner critic is so loud. And so there's times that I have to um, stop it from talking and just say, you know what? This is not how I want to talk to myself. Um, This is not what I need right now. And this is not something that I would tell somebody else. So why am I going to allow myself to think it when I know it's not true? Use that as a litmus test. If I would not say this to my best friend, then why am I going to allow myself to think it or to dwell on it or to believe that's even remotely true? So that is the first, the first item that I have for you is monitor how you talk to yourself. If you wouldn't say it to your best friend, 
don't say it to yourself. Don't say it out loud. Don't think it. Um, do whatever you can to dispel those negative thoughts that are in your mind. Um, the next one is say something nice to yourself every day. Say it out loud. Look at yourself in the mirror. And I know this may be awkward at first, but it's so powerful to be able to look at yourself in the eyes and say that you're worthy of love. You're worthy of um, you're worthy of care. That you're beautiful. That you are good at what you do. That you're a good mom. I know so many people who there's always I'm a good mom, but don't allow you to say the word but. I'm a good mom. The next one is to honor your time. If you feel you should say no to something, say no. It's okay to put boundaries in place. Sometimes we just get overwhelmed and overburdened because we're, we have too many things on our schedule. If you don't feel that this is something you need to do, then just say no and be okay with it. The person you say no to may get their feelings hurt for a moment, but if they really cared about you, then they would understand. And if they don't care about you, then who cares anyway? Sometimes we just have to let other people be disappointed in order to protect ourselves and our time. And it's not in a selfish way, but it's in a way that will allow you to say yes to the things that really matter. The next one, number four, is to move your body. If you can't do 30 minutes a day, then you know do five minutes and work up to 30. There's free videos on YouTube. You can, you know, there's there's books you can on Pinterest. There's so many different um, little workouts that are low impact or high impact or cardio. I mean, you can find anything you want to do. You can do, you know, Zumba. You can do. It doesn't matter. The idea is just move your body. Um, and again, if you can't do 30 minutes, start with five minutes and work your way up. Give yourself grace and just do what you can do. Number five is to get social. Spend some time talking to a friend. Call a friend up. Um, I have really tried hard over the last year and a half, two years, that if someone comes to my mind, that I reach out to them and let them know, um, whether it's just a text or a, um, a phone call or just you know send them a Facebook message and say, hey, you crossed my mind today and I said a prayer for you. Um, just something simple like that. It helps you feel connected to somebody else. Um, number six is journal. You don't need to write a novel, but when we there's something that happens with this the body, hand, mind connection that when you start to write your feelings or you write what's going on or um, your thoughts, it it allows you it empowers you to take control over those. Now you don't need to spend an hour writing everything down. Just two minutes. Just start with two minutes and just see how you feel after that. Um, the next one is number seven is to give yourself grace. Every day is a Monday. Start over each day. I'm a, I'm very much an all or nothing, and it's really hard for me to set habits or goals or intentions like New Year's resolutions. I don't even try to set those because I I don't want to fail. And I know if I say, okay, I'm going to do this every day, I'm pretty much setting myself up to fail um, because it's hard for me to have that consistency. And so what I tell myself is that every day I'm going to try again. And so if I want to journal and I miss a day, that's okay because tomorrow I get to start over and give myself that grace to know that it's okay, that it's not all or nothing, that something is better than nothing. Um, number eight is gratitude. This goes along with journaling. Um, and I will tell you that just say your, what you're grateful for out loud. 
it doesn't have to be big monumental things. Like just, you know what, I'm, I'm grateful for the five minutes I had before my kids got up in the morning. I am thankful that we were able to sit down and have um, a bite to eat together before we all ran in different directions for sports. It doesn't matter how big or how small. Just acknowledge that there's good things in your life. Number nine is pick an area in your home that just makes you happy and then protect that space. Um, whether it's a chair that you know that, okay, when I'm feeling sad, I'm going to go sit in this chair and I'm just going to feel good. Um, is it a picture that you can just go and you can stare at and it just brings you joy? Do you have a blanket that makes you happy? Um, your room is your room, your sanctuary. Can you make it your sanctuary? You don't have to have, um, it decorated like a magazine for it to be comfortable. Um, it matters how it makes you feel. And so have a space in your home, whether it's a corner or a whole room that you walk in and you just feel happy. Number 10, get dressed. Don't lower your standards just because you're staying home. Now, I think we've all benefited from the um, not having to wear going out clothes or work clothes every day, but you still need to take care of yourself. Sometimes just putting on you know, a, a nice shirt. It doesn't have to be fancy. It just needs to make you feel good. It just elevates your mood and it just is a form of self-care. Um, put on some makeup, do your hair. Um, even if you're not going anywhere, just do it for you. You don't need to do it for anybody else. And just don't lower your standards. Now, I'm not saying that what you put on can't be comfortable. Um, one of the best things that came out of this time of isolation and COVID and all of the stay-at-home orders are the really cute, comfy joggers that are available. Um, I don't even remember buying them last year, but I looked at my collection and I pretty much have a really cute pair of comfy pants for every day of the week. Um, but even putting on those, they make me feel good. So I don't wear the same things that I wore to bed to work, even though I don't leave the house. I still take the moment to put on, you know, go from my sleep sweats to my work sweats now. And I feel really good about it. Number 11 is to, to not isolate yourself completely. I mean, number six or number five, I don't remember which one, it was talking about connecting with a friend. You know, this one, you know, be real, ask for help, go to a park, sit, sit away from others if you have to, but you can still talk to them or, or offer a smile. Um, don't isolate yourselves. And a lot of times introverts, this, you know, I'm talking to you where, you know, we like being by ourselves. And so we get into this funk where we feel we don't need anybody, but actuality we do. We need to have connection with other people. So don't isolate, you know, depression, anxiety, doubt, they all grow in the dark. So look for the light and walk towards it. Look for people. Um, I'm sure that you have someone that you can just say, hey, can we meet for coffee? Even if you're at the park and you're, you know, six or more feet away, that's fine. But you still need that human to human interaction. Now, number 12, I believe, number 12 is rest. Take a moment each day just to breathe, just to take in deep breaths intentionally, listening to your, your breath in, listening to your breath out, put your feet on the ground and just be in that moment breathing. 
Um, this right here will bring so much rest to your body, your mind, and your soul that you'll be able to um, give you that boost of energy to go out, go through the rest of your day. Now, I encourage you to do this like a couple times. If you have to set an, an alarm on your phone, do it. If you want to do it for you know, two minutes in the morning, um, try to work up to maybe three times, do it for five minutes. That's only 15 minutes. But just giving yourself that moment, put your feet on the ground. If you can do it outside, take a deep breath of the fresh air. Um, it does the body good. And just giving your mind time to take a break from whatever you're doing and reset. This is what rest does for you. And the last one I have for today is do it anyway. All of these things, I know you're thinking, oh, I don't want to do this. You have no energy. You have no time. You have no money. You're just spent. You're a broken spirited. And I get that. But we'll never start to restore our spirit. We'll never start to heal if we don't take the actions to do it. Motivation does not come first. Action comes first. So you're not going to feel like taking care of yourself, but you know deep down in your heart that you need it. So do it. And as you start doing it, then you're going to start feeling it. So number 13, remind yourself to do it anyway. If you know it's good for you, just do it. And so I mentioned in earlier in the episode that I would give you guys some Bible verses that really speak to me and to speak to this, uh, the heart of taking care of yourself. I know it's cliche um, sometimes to say, you know, your body is your temple. Um, you should take care of it. But the truth is we really do need to take care of our bodies. So here are some of the verses that I have for you. Um, this is definitely not an exhaustive list. And, um, and I'm going to go pretty fast, um, but I will write the addresses in the show notes. So that way you can, um, you can listen to get them later as well. So 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought, brought with a price, so glorify God in your body. 3 John 1, 2 Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health, as it goes well with your soul. 1 Corinthians three sixteen. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that the God's Spirit dwells within you? Romans 12, 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Um, these next two verses um, are just for rest and realizing that rest is so important. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people or whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Mark six thirty one, And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, but they had no leisure even to eat. The next verse, this one spoke to me as a mother um, for burnout. Uh, Proverbs eleven seventeen: the man who is kind benefits himself, but a cruel man hurts himself. And just this one really spoke. If you're kind to yourself, you're going to be kinder to others and kind to you take care of yourself 
And then it's a good example to your kids as well. If you're kind to yourself, they can be kind to themselves and it just passes down. And then just sometimes, sometimes we have this desire to take care of ourselves, but we just can't. Well, with this, I have Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's not within your strength. Rest in God's strength and he will help you take care of yourself. Thank you so much. Again, um, we've reached the end of episode five. And um, I hope that you've learned something from this or you can take away something and um, it just renews your spirit and um, lets you know that we're not alone in this and it's everything's a process. If you've heard anything today that you think others would benefit, please share it with your friends. Also, if you, if you have a few minutes and can just leave me a, a review on iTunes, I'd appreciate that. And with that, I will see you next week. Bye.